0: This song is dedicated to every mom and dad, to every wife, every husband, every child who had to say goodbye to their soldier, never to see them alive again. They gave their lives so your children and mine playing play in a park, go to church on Sunday, so we could vote, have freedom of speech, even carry a gun. In this land we call the USA, only 19 years of age,
1: his mama kissed her boy goodbye. She never dreamt in a million years that her little boy would die. his life in a foreign land To keep tyranny at bay His blood ran in the sand
0: For you and me that day
1: stand beside a grave where the memories are laid Would you get the flag or <clears throat> American flag? And uh why didn't somebody get the Christian flag too? Somebody over that way. But uh we'll we're gonna just have prayer again for our nation. We are thankful. I know there's some here that have, have have had loved ones that did die in wars past. Today November 11 is Armistice Day and it was when it was the end of World War One, 100 years ago today. And uh, <clears throat> we're thankful for the end of wars and uh, yeah, it would be, I wish I could say the end of all wars but uh, we are going to pray for our nation, for our country today and for its leaders so let's let's stand up and with our children here I want to do this too we'll release you in a moment but <clears throat> does anybody here know the pledge to the Christian flag by heart because I do not does anybody can somebody look it up you do Olivia you know what okay Get get a mic there from Peter, okay, Olivia? Hallelujah. Yeah, just hold it up high. Hold it up high. Okay. First we'll say the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag, and then we'll say it to the Christian flag. Okay, well... You know it better than any of us, so. (laughs) Okay, we should really learn that. Um, But, okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, Olivia. You know how it starts? Yeah, otherwise somebody look it up quickly. Well, we'll pray and then, then we'll do that, okay? Somebody look it up on the phone and then I'll live, we'll you Olivia lead with that. But Father God, we do lift before you this nation. We thank you for this nation. We pray, as your word exhorts us to, for the president of this nation and his family, and for the vice president and his family. We pray for leaders in the Senate and in the House of Representatives and also in the Supreme Court, the judges there. But also, Lord, for our state of Minnesota, we pray for the leaders, for the new elected folks that will be taking place there in all all the areas of government. Lord, we pray for them and we pray that they would look to you. If currently they are not, we pray that they would turn, that they would turn. We pray for them that they would turn. And so we do pray, pray that you would bless America on this day when we were Remember those that have given their lives and those that have served our nation as in the military, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Okay, someone find that? Okay, let's say the pledge to the Christian. You say a line, then we'll repeat it, okay? I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And to the Savior whose kingdom it stands. And to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified, risen, and coming again. One Savior crucified, risen, and coming coming again with life and liberty who all to who all believes with life and liberty to all who believe amen and Lord we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in this land in this these counties that we represent this state that we represent this nation we represent and Lord in the world around the world We thank you for our Savior. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And everyone in agreement said, Amen, Amen. Amen. Children will release you to your classes and greet each other in the name of
0: the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Good to hear y'all. All right, so uh, have something to share this morning. You know, I'd like to share something before we uh, uh, pray over the offerings, right? And reminder that the the boxes are in the back for the giving. We don't pass the the plate around, right? But we still like to give. Um, so this morning, uh, I'd like to start by uh, reading uh, some scripture for you. Hopefully, that's okay. We good with that? Uh, and I'll actually read the entirety of Psalm one thirteen. It's it's fairly short, so. Here's how it goes. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. That's us. Uh, Praise the name of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the going down, the Lord's name is always to be praised. For the Lord is high above all nations. Yes, his glory is above even the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high and yet who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and on the earth. Still it is he who raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ashes, that he may set them with princes, with princes, with the princes of his people, the people of heaven. He grants the barren woman a home as though she were a joyful mother of many children. Praise the Lord. So though this is a a short little psalm, uh, and certainly not the most complex or the most flashy of all the psalms, um, and I would guess it's it's fairly easy to overlook. Uh, I know I almost did when I was reading it the other day. I I read through it, and I was ready to jump to the next psalm. Um, But however, I went back to it, and I found that its seeming uh, ordinariness uh, was perfect for the subject matter it it gives out. Um, Just as the psalmist here says that as God sees the true value of even the most broken and the most lost, so too are we to catch out that treasured, um, the treasured salve, the treasured healing power that this psalm can be, um, even in its plain packaging. So I love here this, the extreme contrast that we get. God is, is over the bigness. He's over the infinity and the perfect, and yet he deigns to touch the, the finite, the, the minuscule and the flawed. He, only creates some, he, he not only creates something out of ashes, uh, and that is something that, that's burned away completely, um, that is barren of all value, something that's nothing, and he takes it and he makes a new something, you and me, and not only makes us royalty, but the royalty of his own court. Uh, but here's what's really exciting, I think, about this little psalm, is that the person who penned the words didn't have the message of Jesus and his power as a redeemed, as a redeemer yet. Uh, He probably lived at a time when the religious leaders, um, let alone the the world at large, the people around him, would probably see beggars and barren widows uh, as worthless outcasts, um, people to be relegated to those unseen reaches on the far outsides of your town. Um, I think about Elijah, he went to the widows, right, and some of the stories, and those people were on the outside. They were... in. Um, outcasts, put aside people who were unseen, uh, and here he is saying that the God of the those big forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the prophets, the God of kings, cares moreover for the unnamed and the unrepresented in the ancient scriptures, those that history forgot, but God, I don't think, ever did. So this morning in our class upstairs, um, we shared something I think similar. A part of God's core character that this psalmist is having a revelation of, I think. Um, that God sees clearly the whole of each and every one of us, and loves us in a way that renders us transparent, and empties us of everything that we thought made us unlovable or unchangeable. And then he speaks. And when God speaks, um, something entirely new is made, just as at the beginning of time he spoke into the void, and it was... Um, he declares his love into us, right? And, beginning, and because of that, we find that that very same love is growing and becoming who we are. Our, fundamentally, our fundamental nature is not only just changed, um, but we are made whole and made purposeful uh, and unquestionably sound and right, I think. So Father, we just offer ourselves this morning, um, humble, simple, plainly packaged perhaps as we are here in northern Minnesota We know that when you look into this building, um, you don't just see another little small town church. You see a treasure trove heaping um, with warriors, with kings, with princes and princesses. And we thank you that you see each and every one of us as we are in your eyes. And we just ask that you would open us up and open our eyes up to see each and every one of us outside of ourselves and ourselves as you see us. In your name, Jesus.
1: and their boxes for giving our tithes and offerings are on the back wall. We don't pass the plate, so. A few announcements here. 9.30, we have our opportunities uh, to have fellowship and learn. You can see them up there on the screen, I believe then our service of course today we are not having a meal today but there will be coffee and goodies fellowship time i think some goodies that sue steinhorst prepared sue and maybe dave some pumpkin type breads and such right i believe and then next wednesday we have activities going on as you can see we ask for a continued prayer for Sandy Williamson, who's being challenged with some heart-related issues. And uh, also for Troy Winters, who did, you know, the contractor working on the, our building here. He uh, did have successful surgery on his broken foot this last week, week, but just continue to pray for him. And then there will be a quilt sale uh, starting today for the next several weeks over in the uh, fellowship hall area there. So just want to let you know that. Next week we'll be having our Thanksgiving service focus. Actually, Peter and Linnea are going to be having some sharing in that service um, next Sunday, the conference. And then you see a weather-related announcement there where, as we can see, we're in that season. Uh... It's here, <laughs> um, the snow is here. So anyway, um, concerning this on Sunday mornings, when as it says there, when a winter storm warning or wind chill warning, not watch, but warning, is in effect during a worship service time, our worship teams, children's ministers and other helps ministers, are not required to come. They will use their own discretion whether they come or not. Uh, there won't be meals during those days. Joyce and I will, if we can get here, we will, to church and uh, have a service with those that do come. And um, we'll also we'll post this on our Facebook page and on, we'll send out emails concerning that. If you're not on the email list, if you could just um, email Pastor Dean, will take care of that. Uh, just email the T T Strike Church at gmail dot com and ask to be on our email list. You can see our website there, and then we can put the picture of the the water with the raindrops up there. Anthony, um, you've seen this before. Um, it's our desire as church elders, the church elders, which are Pastor Dean, Kent, and Gus Shogren. Um it's our desire to communicate throughout the year with our church family to help you be aware of significant things taking place among us. That's, that's one of the reasons I've been doing announcements quite often, because I'll give the weekly but then I'll add other things that seem to be significant and so forth and you know announcements can be anointed of the Lord as well as other parts of the morning worship service I believe I used to think that but I'm seeing that, that really that's the truth and some time ago the TCC elders asked for your input on possible deacons and at that time I shared with you about the the prayer meeting that we had had that was focused on seeking the Lord concerning our church's temporal needs. And we covered in prayer the financial building, grounds, upkeep, maintenance areas of the church in that prayer time. And that's when during that prayer time, the vision came forth. And this is a pretty close depiction of that vision. That actually I saw that that day, this. And um, it's raindrops falling on placid or calm water. then Pastor Dean had this interpretation, the raindrops representing leaders of various areas of ministry with our building grounds and finances. Uh, And the circles around the raindrops representing teams of people working with those leaders. And eventually the circles covered the area and there was even some overlapping just like you see there. Okay, let's go to that next picture now. This one shows a single raindrop uh, photo. And um, we shared that uh, we believe that some of the raindrops were leaders, represent deacons. And the other team has now selected two people to join Joan um, Joan Pomp as. Uh, part of our TCC deacon team, and that's Sue Ventassel and Joyce Ann Pomp. And uh, we want to thank all three of them for the time and focus that they have already given to these areas for many years, actually, without any title of deacon or anything. They have just done that. Uh, Kathy Koodley, our children's ministry director, also has been working closely with this team in the past, and she will continue to do so. She won't be a deacon, but she'll still work with the deacon team. Um, This is a spreadsheet that we've made up, and we probably are going to add more to the bottom of it, but just different areas of the church that uh, need the building, the grounds, and so forth, maintenance, and then different people that are connected with those areas. Quite a few are filled in, there's some still to be, um, some areas that haven't even been put down yet. These are some things the deacons will be working with too. But possibly you will be some of those that are helping to fill that. And with this raindrop, I thought, I kinda like this picture, cause it's like, the leader there, it's, there's a support system and then the circle around representing the team and that's that's what we are. All together we form a team, a family, but there are groups, teams within that larger team. Another thing that I would like to mention today is that there is a piece of property that Bill and Donna Wasco lived on, which they gave to TCC in 2008 and uh, I think they call it quit claim or something like that and uh, but Donna now resides in heaven and Bill has moved off the property and lives in a care facility in Kellier and he's requested that the property be sold at this time and that the funds from it be given to TCC. So. Any if you have any comments concerning this, you may share them with either the TCC deacons or elders in the next few weeks here. And that, um, at the time that we asked for your input for possible deacons, we had a prayer that we prayed together. Maybe you remember that. And now I'd like to pray that. Let's just bow our heads. It's like in an updated form here. And we just, Lord We believe the vision of the raindrops falling on the water gives us a picture of what your desire is for us as a church family. And we thank you for everyone in our fellowship, every person, every part in this family. And we now thank you for your guidance as we have selected those who will serve in leadership roles as deacons. And we thank you for all the team members that will fill in those circles. Lord, we also see the rain falling in the vision as representing the rain of your Holy Spirit upon us as we endeavor to walk out the plan that you have for us here at TCC. Lord, thank you for your empowering presence to do this as individuals and corporately as your people in Northern Minnesota And wherever you lead us to go sharing your good news of salvation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Hallelujah. Going on to the message for today. We're continuing to talk about the Holy Spirit in our lives. And he is like a personal tutor and coach. Uh, God has given us his Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us and help us to live our lives accordingly. And so let's open up our hearts and our minds to receive his help. You can put that first picture up, Anthony. It was, I'm not sure when it was, a couple of weeks, probably, maybe it was last Sunday. I was down here during worship time and I just, focusing on the banners that we have up here. And I I started seeing, like I hadn't before, the doves. The dove, which represents the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, this morning, well, during the week, I was thinking of that, as preparing for this message, and then is i just had this thought coming and i i came across this image that was striking to me i mean it's like the dove there that represents the holy spirit it's like it was freed from a cage and it's like the holy what he was saying to me i need to be freed in the lives of the people to do to help them, and he wants us to free them to, re, to free him, so that as it start as he starts in our lives, maybe like over on this banner here, very small, but larger and larger. He, he's all in there within us. But what? How big is he? How big is he in us? You know. You see the larger and larger size of the dove, and then over here the huge dove there on the banner. But uh, the words that are up here are on this image as well. If you can read it, why why don't you say it with me? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And who said that? Jesus, this was like his mission statement. That's why he came to do this. And it ends with to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, that's the year of jubilee. It's the year of Jubilee, and we've mentioned this throughout this year of 2018, that this is TCC's 50th year. It's like a Jubilee year for us. And thus, we've had these banners that that Suvin Tassel, a Holy Spirit artisan uh, made. Those were made by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But they bring forth this word of jubilee. And in the year of jubilee, everything that has been lost is restored. If you have things in your life that have been lost, stolen by the thief, whatever they are, We proclaim in the name of Jesus, they shall be returned. It shall be, or they shall be, returned. Where there is poverty, the riches of God coming forth. And maybe some of you think maybe right away with that, finances, well, that sure is part of it. But it's not all of it. We can have poverty. We can be poor in ways besides finances. We can be spiritually poor, relationally. God wants to restore. Broken hearts, he wants to restore. If you are captive yourself to fear or to whatever it might be, the Lord wants to free you, just like that bird was freed in this image here. Recovery of sight to the blind, that we may see the light of his truth, recovery of the sight. Oh, that we might see and to be set at liberty where we are oppressed in this year of Jubilee. And the Holy Spirit, as our teacher, helps us to see what this mission statement of Jesus really means for me. And put your name in there. And he helps us to receive it He helps us to see it and then to receive it into our lives. And that's what he wants to do this morning to you maybe in a new place that you haven't seen it before or received it. You've released to release the Holy Spirit to do that work. Let's free the Holy Spirit from any cages that we may have formed in our lives and our thinking that would keep us from close fellowship and communion with him. And let us open up our lives to him this morning in a new and special way. And let's allow him to teach us. Let's receive him into the various rooms of our lives so that he can freely bring healing and restoration to us. Healing. You know, on that go right away, we maybe think physical healing, and many may need physical healing this morning. Jesus is the healer, he paid the price. It's already been paid for your healing in your physical body. He did it at the whipping post. He did it on the cross. He took all the sickness and disease of mankind that would ever be there, including your thing that you're dealing with. He's already taken it. It's already been done. And so the thing is, release the Holy Spirit in your life into that place in your life where there have been doubts and unbelief and allow Him to turn your thinking, to turn your meditation to the Word, turn your meditation to the truth. And in this truth, this Word will become flesh in you. This healing Word will become flesh in your body. But it may not be healing for your body that you're needing. It may be in your soul. maybe in your mind and in your, emo- or I would say, your emotions from things that have happened to you in the past, Jesus has paid the price for, oh yeah, he's paid the price for that too, every part of it every part of it where you've been hurt in your emotions he paid the price he paid the price for it so receive him into that room of your life where there is hurt where there is need of healing allow him in there to do his healing work, to put his balm in that place. Just give it to him right now. Don't wait for the end of the service, just give that area to him, just release it to him. Say, Holy Spirit, I open that door of that room for you to work in there. Do your work, bring me revelation of the truth that I may see the light, see the truth of your word. And then I receive the healing in my life. And let's stay in close fellowship with him. And listen to this, not only in the bad times, but also to be very diligent to do so in the good times of our life. And you might say, well, why wouldn't I in the good times? Well, for anything like the children of Israel were, they always really sought after God when they were going through hell, through the hard things. But when good good times came, they tend to, I guess, take God for granted. And uh, we're not going to do that, are we? Through the good times, we're going to stay close to the Lord. And I'm talking about close in fellowship with Him and close in fellowship with his word. Let's stay close in fellowship. And we must make communion with the Lord through his word, by the Holy Spirit's help, a very high priority in our lives. It needs to be a high priority. How do I know where my priorities are? How do I know if I'm doing that? How do I know where my priorities are. Did I do something to mess it up? Sorry about that. How do I know where my priorities are? Well, where do I just ask where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my thought time? Where are my priorities? Not saying this to get us into condemnation for sure this morning. That is no place for the people of God. But it can be a place where we make some adjustments. And particularly in our thinking. Where is our thought life? Is it in Him? Him being in us? How big He is in us? He's just in us. And allowing Him to bring the Word, meditating on the Word, specifically for maybe those areas where we've been hurt we've carried that hurt for a year or maybe two years or three or five. Maybe it's been there for 10 or maybe 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. So thank you, Lord. We open up the Door of our heart and the rooms of our heart for you to work in those places this morning. And we believe in you, we believe in your mission statement, we believe that you said all of those parts, those aspects. And we believe that everything that has been stolen in our lives will be restored. I just had the thought, I believe, from the Lord. Steve not only stolen and brought back to where it was, but sevenfold more. Whatever that looks like, sevenfold more in our lives. Holy Spirit helps to remove misunderstandings, confusion, untruths, and lies of the devil. Making us free to know the truth of God's wonderful words of life. He can take those blinders off so that we can see that truth that applies to me and to that room in my being that is damaged, that has been hurt, that needs the healing. He takes the blinders off. We use, they're still here, I see. The blinders, All right? You just can't see. And there's a bunch of junk on them. These are dirty sunglasses. <laughs> Very dirty. Or scratched or something. And he, he removes them. Just like the song we sang this morning. He takes them off as we look to him. And we allow him to be big in our life. Big. Not small but big. And he's growing. I believe for everybody here this morning, I'm believing for this, including myself, and everybody that hears this online, that we're going to grow to that next place, that next place. We don't jump from the very beginning all the way to the top at once. Just not the way it works. But Holy Spirit brings illumination, and with the word of God he renews our mind so we know God's truth. That's what he does with our mind. He heals our emotions, our mind really it's it's like renewed. And the thought patterns that we have there in our mind that even form dendrites or whatever they are in the brain, they can change. Where our mind is renewed according to this. This is the truth. And we can come to know the truth. And we're made free from the lies of Satan that are all around us. And believe me, they are all around us. The lies of the devil. That's the only that way that he can work. He's in, in, uh, in John 8, it tells us that he's the father of lies. He's the father of all lies. Satan and we don't want to give into that. We aren't going to give into to those lies, whatever it might be that he's speaking about us or about our children, our loved ones, or whoever it might be. This knowledge of God's truth is not simply the accumulation of information. You know, education is wonderful. It's great, and we desire to be educated. But just accumulation of information in our brains or minds, even that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about gaining understanding of truth by divine revelation. It's not flesh and blood, it's no teacher. It's stuff that's coming to your spirit this morning far beyond this person standing up here, sitting up here. Or what Kent said, or anybody else this morning, or what Peter was saying, it's the Holy Spirit who is here. He is in you. And He's getting bigger in you. The more you hear the Word, the bigger He gets. You see, the, the more focus there is on the Spirit, and the stronger your spirit becomes. We're having a workout here this morning, a spiritual workout. We're pumping those spirit irons this morning. A spiritual workout. Your spirit, you're going to walk out of here stronger in spirit than you came in. And that makes a big difference in your life and everything you do. That was another aspect that I saw of that, that on the banner there with with the first thing that the Lord spoke to me through that picture right there. Is that He's the Holy Spirit is with us through every event of a day. And as we continue to look to him through him, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger in us throughout the whole day. I mean, and the victory becomes greater. Until we're just soaring in him. <laughs> See the days when we start out there and then we don't have our focus on him and the word of God, then we're gonna go down. And we won't be soaring. You ever had any of those days? I know I've had a few. And they aren't good. They're not good. But through the the divine revelation that the Holy Spirit brings to us, we obtain all things that are needed for an abundant life. God's life godliness, you might say, manifests through us in the world. And we see played out in our lives God's precious promises. And we're going to close today with, with a scripture here. And this is 2 Peter 1, starting at verse 2. And it says, this is New King James Version. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. You see, grace, all, oh, the enormous (laughs) ocean-like dimensions of God's grace to us are there, and they are multiplied to our lives in what we do every each day as we come to know God in the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ as we come to know that through his word then his grace is multiplied to us and we see his grace blessing his unmerited blessing in each part of our lives but also peace is multiplied to us peace As we get to know God, as we get to know Jesus Christ by the help of the Holy Spirit, there is a peace that comes into our lives that just gets bigger, just again like those doves. A dove is a sign of peace too, isn't it? It's greater and greater and greater and greater until it's soaring. as his divine power has given to us all, say all, all things that pertain to life. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life. That's to our life, and then it's That life, I believe it's zoe, it's the God kind of life manifesting in our life. And that's good. And godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us, again, through the knowledge of him, through knowing him who called us by glory, you are called. You're called to know him, and you're called to experience his grace. And you're called to experience his peace. Called by glory and virtue, or his power you could say, by which we have been given, have been given to us exceedingly, these words are exceedingly great and precious, promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. The very nature of God and part of that is that life that we said. Zoe life. Partakers of it. And it becomes bigger again. Just like the dough, It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in us. As we're in his word and, and as we have opened up our heart and our mind for the Holy Spirit to bring illumination and then application to our life that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust hallelujah and I was just standing out in the foyer talking I think to Vicki this morning and and the phrase came to my mind, we'll close with this phrase today, that I hadn't thought of in years. But I remember my dad when he would read, he'd usually have there would be a time of corporate prayer together that we would have in the Reformed Church. And then he would read a Bible passage, kinda of like Peter did this morning. And then he would close he would he would stop and then he would always say May the Holy Spirit apply to our hearts the reading of his word. I hadn't thought of that, it could have been decades, I don't know. May the Holy Spirit apply to our hearts the reading of his word. I think it was his, not this. I just wrote this down this morning. His word. And that's what I pray this morning for each one of us. But you know, that's a good thing to say. I asked Joyce if she remembered that, and she said, yeah. I asked Chris if she remembered it. You and did, so you must have read here sometimes and, and said that also. But it's some, Joyce said it's something they did in the Christian Reformed Church, too. They must have said that. I'm going to say it one more time. May the Holy Spirit apply to our hearts the reading of his word. This is what we have read this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So, restoration of all that's lost, empowering of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's not getting any bigger in us, but we give him more place so he can just fill up. Remember the banner. Praise God. Anything else, Lord? Before we go, thank you for safe travel. Well, Joyce reminded me that for prayer, Mary Lee Gazalka, Paul Gazalka. He's our. He once again will be our Senate Majority Leader in Minnesota. He's someone that used to be elder in our church. They, they and their family used to attend here before they moved to Brainerd. We pray for them, but then also Joyce's first cousin Verna uh, was Roseboam now Strand um, passed away yesterday, so we will be gone for a few days this week to that funeral. We don't know yet when it is, but we pray for safe travel for everybody, for safety, for hunters. Hallelujah. Remember There's some really good pumpkin stuff pumpkin bread and pumpkin carrot cake carrot cake and good fellowship there'll be folks up here to minister to you if you have a prayer need please come forward if you do hallelujah amen, God bless you all see you you for our Thanksgiving service next week